It's time for episode 271 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 5th, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that I am just as surprised as you are to find out that I am hosting. I'm Dan Morin, your co-host, and I am joined by my good friend and familiar voice to all of you, Mr. Micah Sargent. How are you doing, Micah? I'm doing well, Dan. I am happy to have you back. As much as it may have seemed like I was trying to sort of, uh, I don't know, form a coup and take over things, no, yeah, no, I'm happy you were kind you're of back. you were running amok there for a little bit, just producing extra episodes left and right. Oh God, I leave for one week. <laughs> I tried to shove you out and it didn't work. I'll be honest. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, it is good to be back, and it is especially good to be back with two fantastic guests. To my left this week, my good friend, occasional fill-in uh, co-host on the Rebound and creator of fabulous software, including the ever popular PCalc, uh, a game that has a calculator problem. It's James Thompson. Hi, James. How are you doing? I I came back from vacation for this. <laughs> that makes two of us, I guess. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. And to my left is the co-host of Automators right here on Relay FM. It is Rosemary Orchard. Hello, Rose. Hello. I did not come back from holiday for this, but I did make time for you guys because you're Aww. special. Aww. You and me both. We both didn't come back from holiday, but we are here and and hopefully happy to be here. It's <laughs> oh, a, yes. Definitely It's a, it's a fair 2-2 split there. I see it. Uh, all right, I'm going to kick things off this week. There was news late last week that Apple Music is coming to Echo devices. My question is whether this changes your current music subscription preferences, whether it changes whether or not you're likely to get a smart speaker or what smart speaker you're likely to get. Does this have any impact on you whatsoever? James? No. Next question. All right. Oh, this moving is gonna, along. This is going to be a really short episode. No. Okay. So, I mean, I already subscribe to Apple Music, um, but I work in a small shared office at home. So I'd have to be some kind of musical monster to inflict my particular tastes on my coworker slash wife. Um, so I typically listen in silence on my Beats X headphones, and Apple gets my my money anyway. Um, I don't tend to play music out loud in any other situation either, unless I'm like on my own. Um, I don't exactly have many big parties. I'm nearly forty six, Dan. Um, um, I, you know, I, I I do have a waterproof Bluetooth speaker, but, you know, I use that for podcasts and stuff. So, yeah, this, none of this is really going to change anything for me. Um, you know, that's one half of it. But if I was in the market for a smart speaker, I'd probably just get a HomePod anyway uh, because of my well-documented dis- well on this podcast dislike of putting Apple uh, – sorry, Amazon or Google microphones in my house. Um, so, no. I have – I have several Echo type devices in my home. I've got a Google Home and a HomePod. So uh, this doesn't really change if I'm going to purchase a smart speaker because I have all three of the the big the biggies uh, already. But 
I'm, I think that this is a fascinating move. Uh, it's also not going to change my subscription preferences because I'm one of those ridiculous humans who has both a Spotify and Apple Music mm-hmm. subscription. I have my reasons. I'm not going to get into them now, but I have my reasons. Um, but regardless of all of that, I'm excited because my uh, mom, I got her an Amazon Echo for Mother's Day, and she has an Apple Music subscription. And so now she'll be able to use that subscription on her Amazon Echo, which I think is nice. Uh, I think it's a good move for both Apple and Amazon in the sense that Apple is probably going to get more Apple Music subscribers out of this to some extent. And certainly people with an Apple Music subscription who are looking for a smart speaker um can look for a more reasonably priced one than the HomePod on which to play their Apple Music streaming content. Rose, what about you? Uh, It will change precisely nothing for me. Uh, I own a Sonos One and a HomePod, which are a sort of not perfect stereo pair around my desk. Uh, Works very well. Um, And it means that I had multiple timers before they came to the HomePod, which is always an advantage. Uh, But playing music, I tend to airplay from my iPhone or iPad anyway, just because then I can set each one to different levels and things like that. Um, if I can set it as the default music provider, then I guess it means that I might talk to the Amazon lady occasionally to get her to play stuff. But I much prefer either controlling it with my fingers or talking to uh, everybody's favorite Siri, who occasionally gets things wrong, often with hilarious results. Uh, but it's, it's a little bit more secure, I think. Uh, Apple don't really care what you do with their devices, just that you've paid money for them, which is always nice. Yeah, so I guess I'm the one person here who it might make a difference for, which is a surprise because, you know, I asked the question and everything. <laughs> um, I have a couple, I have an Echo and a couple Sonos, two, two Echoes, a couple Sonos speakers and a HomePod. I've been using the Amazon Music Unlimited service for a while because it worked so well, obviously, on the Echo devices. You can just say, play the song and it plays that song. Uh, but it has meant that my HomePod has mainly been an AirPlay speaker because I don't have an Apple Music subscription. So... Uh, as Rose said, if this is the if there's an ability for this to be set as the default music service on the Echo devices, that's far more compelling to me because then it means I can sort of unify my music subscription service across all of my devices, which would be really nice. Uh, I get a little frustrated with having to switch to the Amazon Music app on my iOS device, even though it's pretty good. It, like having that distinguished from my music library has you know raised annoyances from time to time when I'm trying to go back and forth. So. I'm interested to see how the uh, the details actually play out here, but this could turn me into an Apple Music subscriber, which is no doubt what Apple intended by all of this. So good on you, Apple. Thanks for your thoughts on that. Let's move to our second topic, which comes from James. So Tom Cruise just put out a video explaining how to turn off the dreaded motion smoothing on your television. Uh, which celebrity would you like to make a video giving technical advice and what would they talk about? Firstly, this may win my heart for best question of 2018. I'm jealous that you asked this question. It's just like a, it's just a really good question. Uh, and then secondly, thank God I get to go first. Um, because I am choosing Beyonce and Beyonce is going to teach everybody how to use a password manager. We're going to have so, uh, so wait, let me see. 
We're going to have fewer issues across the board with people getting their accounts hacked into because Beyonce is going to tell everybody that they can't use I Love Cats 999 as their password on their bank, their Facebook, their YouTube, their hotel uh, site, everything. Uh, instead, we're all going to use pseudo random passwords generated by whatever password app we choose because Queen Bee told us to. And I can't wait for that day. Uh, I'm in talks with her people now, so hopefully that'll come soon. Rose, who is your person? Uh, I want Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, so that is, of course, Patrick Stewart. Um, and he's going to teach everybody how to live the multi-pad lifestyle. Because have you seen the number of tablets in Star Trek? <laughs> like, clearly they know what they're doing here. So, uh, yeah, teaching people how to get along with this fabulous new technology that we've had apparently for quite some time, at least according to Star Trek. That's what Patrick Stewart will teach us. But he needs to be in a Star Trek uniform. I think that's quite important. Uh, all right, so I pick the only obvious choice, which is, of course, the sexiest man alive, Idris Elba, telling you why you should not click on links from your emails. <laughs> because yes. if anybody can convince all of, basically everybody in existence, not to just click randomly on things that might be phishing scams, I have to think that it's the guy who canceled the apocalypse. Uh, and <laughs> bonus points if he's wearing that that sweet tweed uh, coat from Luther, because that thing is awesome. Uh, this is where I don't do my Idris Elba impression, because it would be horrible, and I have multiple people from the UK on this podcast, so that seems just like a terrible idea. But yeah, that's my pick. So I, I had uh, done three, just in case you already oh, picked the ones that I was going to do. Achiever, James. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you all of them right now. So uh, I'd go with Sean Bean, famous for being killed off in many of his film and TV roles, explaining why you shouldn't regularly kill all the apps on your phone and why it's actively hurting your battery life. Or you could have Emily uh, Bett Rickards, who plays the hacker Felicity on Arrow, to talk about the benefits of switching on two-factor authentication uh, for your account so she can't hack you. And my final one is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about the importance of Time Machine with his famous tagline, <laughs> I'll be backed up. Oh, <laughs> the my Time Machine God. is very important. It's oh, my favorite machine of all the machines. James may just put more work into this show than Dan and I do. Normally, I kill machines like your Terminators, but in this case, I like the time machines. Oh, my Lord. Right. That was terrible. I keep uh, it in the show, though. Yeah. Well, that is two topics down, which, of course, means we have reached halftime here on Clockwise. This week, our show is brought to you by our very good friends at Smile and their fabulous product, Text Expander. Uh, text expander multiplies your team's productivity by making up-to-date shared knowledge available instantly when you use text expander all of your team's common responses are accessible and searchable through simple abbreviations and keyboard shortcuts they're written and edited by your best writers and they're available on multiple platforms including mac os ios windows and the web you can just create snippets for things you type or copy and paste all the time if you're on a team, Text Expander will change the way you work and leave more, you more time for what you do best. And for bigger teams, Text Expander supports single sign-on and grouping accounts, which makes getting set up a breeze. Text Expander is great for writers, sales teams, teachers, lawyers, and more. Basically, anybody who needs to deal with any text, which, let's face it, is all of us. You can find plenty of tips related to your industry by searching for the Text Expander blog. Frankly, Text Expander can save you so much time, there's no reason you should put it off any longer. Go to TextExpander.com slash podcast right now to learn more. That's TextExpander.com slash podcast. Our thanks to Text Expander for their support of this show and all of Relay FM.
All right. Halftime is over. Mr. Micah Sargent, what do you got for us? Uh, So teaching people complex and sometimes not so complex tech, you know, uh, topics, tech stuff. So that's like password management, mail account setup, website management, etc. That can be kind of difficult and time consuming to do. So my question for you is if you could automatically, you just sort of like give give a person a, a pat on the shoulder and they instantly know this specific thing how would you like what would you choose to grant folks the know-how for uh within within the tech space rose we'll start with you uh, i don't know if this actually counts but i'm gonna try it anyway i would give people the ability to not be scared of technology like this it. stuff is not out there to kill you it's there to help you and you it's very unlikely that you're going to break it. Okay, if you bend an iPad too far, yeah, it will snap. But, uh, you know, like, in general, like, sending an email, that, like, the most you're going to do is send it something silly to the person at the other end, who will probably be very tolerant of you learning how to use this fabulous technology that helps all of us in our daily lives. And, uh, you know, then it will get better. So, people, don't be scared of technology. And classes at the Apple Store actually do a pretty good job of that. So, I, I think that's that. a good starting point. Mike, I'm very conflicted about this question because one, I feel like you know it potentially put takes a lot of, of work out of our hands because this oh, is what we do. We help point. people use technology. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, it's it's always good to be able to teach people how to fish, which is not what I'm picking because that's not really technology. I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one that's near and dear to my heart, which I actually kind of love, but which would save me a lot of time, and that is, of course, configuring your Wi-Fi network. Uh, everybody's got to do it, and the but the worst part is that so many places by default, so many ISPs do it badly uh, that it really doesn't do you any favor. So I've gone around and fixed like a bunch of families' Wi-Fi networks over the years and set them up on better routers and like, you know, pick the right radio frequencies so they're not getting interference from their neighbors, etc. And, you know, I like doing it because I like helping people get the most out of their technology. But it really, you know, I can't go to everybody's house. I can't. I've tried. It can't. It takes too long. Um, so... I, I would love it if everybody just sort of had that full wireless networking knowledge downloaded miraculously into their brain. I think it would help us all. So with this ability, can I tap myself on the shoulder and learn things? Because I think that would be quite useful. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I, I I know this is pretty much the wishing for more wishes answer. <laughs> but Oh, man. <laughs> I'm out. I would... I would uh, teach them how to find information themselves on the internet and be able to have a sense about how trustworthy that information Mm. actually is. Because if they can do that, they can pretty much work out everything else. And you guys get to stay in a job. Um, (laughs) Other than that, I would would reference Arnold's uh, well-known catchphrase again. But I would say, yeah, making regular backups. Because if people know how to do decent backups, it makes life so much easier when things inevitably go very badly at some point down the line. (laughs) Uh, I I think that's actually a really good answer, James. And that would have been the first one that you said would have been my choice. The idea that, um, you know, all of us are sort of just we know how to research these topics and know how to go about finding them. And it'd be really cool if you could teach someone uh, how we do the research that we do to answer a problem. But um, I know that this is the, you know, it's probably not hard to guess, but after Beyonce encourages everybody to get a password manager, then people are going to need to know how to use a password manager. Um, I have a 
one password family account because of a subscription that I have through Eero. And so I've given family members access to one password, but I have not had the opportunity to sit down with them and teach them how to use that application. And it would be really cool because I, like once you know how to do it and you know that it's easy to use with your iPhone and easy to use like on your computer and what keyboard shortcuts to use and blah, 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 blah. Like that's a lot of information to try to teach somebody and also get them comfortable with. So it'd be super cool if I could just say, okay, I've given you the one password account. Now I just tap you on your hand or on your shoulder and suddenly you know how to use it because I think then they would be much more likely to use it. But trying to teach that information is going to take time over, you know, multiple tries and retries to make sure that they are getting the full thing out of it because everybody deserves to be able to protect their online data and information and i want that to be the case Uh, thank you all for your answers on that let's go ahead and go to the last topic which comes from rose Well, it is the most wonderful time of the year, that moment we have all been waiting for. Apple have finally announced the latest season's colour of iPhone cases and watch straps. Oh, that includes hibiscus, mellow yellow and Pacific green. So my question is, do you actually care about this? Do you go out and buy a new iPhone case or a new watch strap in these new colours? And do you have any experience with any family members who want to go out and buy them and they always like to switch it up with the latest fashions? I'm feeling positively lightheaded over this. Uh, Dizzy with anticipation. No, I I don't do this. Uh, I, I have a case for my iPhone it's like the same $10 case I bought for my iPhone 10, and it happens to fit the 10s perfectly, so I haven't bothered changing it. I do have a couple Apple Watch straps, but the only cases I really switch for are when I go to the gym. I switch to like the, the fluoroelastomer strap instead of the sport loop or whatever that I wear most days. I like the idea of being able to switch out my Apple Watch straps, but frankly, I think the biggest thing that's holding me back is that apples well very nice are also kind of on the expensive side so Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily want to shell out for a new set of watch bands every season or even every year i know there are third-party bands uh that are much cheaper but i guess i've always been a little distrusting of them too so i i just don't know that i i would need to change it uh that often i'm i'm not a very fashionable person (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that doesn't really appeal much to me. And the case thing, I really don't switch it. I don't really know a lot of people who do. I do know some people who are like really into different watch bands and probably do acquire them at least a few times a year. But yeah, most of my family and and close friends, I think just sort of tend to stick with whatever they've got until it falls apart. So I guess that's, that's the way we roll. James? Yeah, I I suspect I too am not really the target market for these products, partially because I'm stereotypically Scottish and thus unwilling to spend upwards of 50 quid on a new one just on a whim. Uh, When I got my Series 4 Apple Watch, I couldn't order it with the one band I wanted and still have it arrive on the first day. So I ended up getting the black sport band and then buying some perfectly good knockoff third party bands. And they were three for a tenner, including postage all the way from China. Um, And... You know, these things are a fashion item, and like most things in that space, there's a kind of magical fashion markup on the price beyond (laughs) what I consider reasonable for the basic cost of design and materials and everything else. I mean, 
don't get me started on the Hermes bands, oh, which are more than like 500 quid each. I mean, I don't want to begrudge anybody from buying lots of bands if it makes them happy. I'm not calling you out, Rene Ritchie of iMore.com. <laughs> <laughs> but my band that cost me less than a hundredth of the price of those bands... It successfully keeps the watch from falling off my wrist, which is kind of what I want. Um, you know, I, I like the design of the Apple cases as well. Uh, and they're typically the only king case that's available on day one when the phones come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, they're horrendously expensive. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting like 50 quid. Um, and it's like an extra tax. It's like when you order tickets for, for some concert and then you have to pay an extra 10% in handling fees. That's uh-huh. how I look at the, these cases because I'm always going to get a case. It just means the phone's 50 quid more expensive than it says it is. Um, I think the solution is to embed flexible OLED screens in the bands and cases all around them so that the colors and the designs can just be changed on the fly like your desktop <laughs> wallpaper. Now you're just going to make us spend so much more money. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be $200. I love that. So I will say that I do own quite a few bands. Um, Most of them have come from Apple. Some of them have come from third parties. Uh, I tend to wear uh, most days a gorgeous uh, leather cuff from Pat and Quill um, that I very much like. But I also have made a habit of every time Apple uh, makes for sale a Pride Edition band, I'll purchase that because um, shortly after the first one came out, they started donating a portion of the proceeds to LGBTQ plus advocacy groups. And then when the second one was released, um, they did that from the get-go. At the same time, I'm very angry at Apple right now. Because they don't know what green means. (laughs) And green is my favorite color. And so when I saw that there was a leather case called Forest Green, and I saw how it looked on the site, and it actually looks green, I thought, I'm going to get this case. And I got it. And the doggone thing is blue. (laughs) Then they come at me in the watch band with something called Pacific Green. Apple, you don't know what green is. Because once again, that's blue. That is blue as heck. And I'm very very frustrated about it because that's just like i've been talking about how i want green things from apple for so long and now they're teasing me with these not i feel like i'm being gaslighted right now this it's it's not green it's blue don't don't call it green the only shade of green they know is sweet money (laughs) (laughs) too true too true well, thank you for the tip about the forest green case, Mika, because that was on my Christmas list. I was oh, looking for no. Christmas presents, and I thought, oh, that looks really nice. And if it's actually blue, then I don't want it, because I want it green. It does uh, not look like it looks on the site. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, good. Well, uh, I have quite a large collection of Apple Watch bands. Um, it could be considered to be excessive, um, but that's beside the point. However, I have done what James has done, which has which was to buy large portions of them from China, AliExpress, Amazon, Yay. eBay. They all come from the same place, essentially. They just come in slightly different packaging. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's nice to have all these different colors. And a month or so um, later, you know, like all these fabulous new colors that get released will be available on AliExpress or wherever it is in, you know, and it's basically the same quality, only it's £3 instead of £49. So... 
Yeah. Um, the only thing that I will say is I had the dark aubergine uh, iPhone case for my 10s. Uh, no, my 10, sorry, not my 10s. Um, and I got upgraded to a 10s Max. There is no more dark aubergine, which means there is no more purple leather. And I am really disappointed by that because personally, I think it's a classic color and should stick around. And I think um, that I have seen that at the Apple store as well. You know, you see people there and they're like, yeah, I just will get this case again. And the person in the Apple store is like, oh, that was a seasonal color. And the person just sort of looks like, what What does this mean? What, <laughs> what do you mean seasonal color. color? And they're like, we don't sell that color anymore. And it's like, oh. Okay, but we have the shade of blue that is almost the same. Oh, okay, well, I'll just buy that one then. So, yeah, I don't know. Apple's not a fashion company. They're a tech company. Obviously, some of it's Angela's influence, and, I, you know, I don't disagree. It's nice to have these as an option, but um, it, it sometimes does just feel like they're doing this just because they can. So They're, they're doing it know, just because they hate us. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, come on, Apple, you know, we we have issues with keyboards. Let, let's look at that instead of producing new iPhone colors every three days. <sighs> so, yes. All right. Well, we've all got that off our chest now, which is good. Uh, all right. That's four topics down. That brings us to the end of the show. But we have just enough time for a bonus topic. First, however, this episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Kane 11, the company that makes ridiculously comfortable socks in precisely your size. Look, here's the deal. Those socks you're wearing right now, the ones on your feet, I can see them. They're probably just one size fits all. Look, we don't all have the same size feet. So the folks at Kane 11 thought that since we wear socks every day or at least most days, uh, they, those socks deserve innovation. Kane 11 men's merino wool socks offer a precise fit. Their name comes from the 11 available sizes, 7 through 17, and you're going to be amazed when you feel the difference of socks that truly fit. Kane 11 socks are engineered for precise fit, for even better comfort and performance. They're made with merino wool that keeps your feet warm and toasty in the winter and nice and cool in the summer. And they're available in smart confidence styles to suit your look and go with your watch band presumably so i have a couple pair of these that they very nicely sent me i actually took them on my trip uh down last week on vacation and i I kept saving them for the days where i knew i would be walking a lot because i really wanted my most comfortable socks on those days and you know they they look great too and even uh, since i was someplace warm you know people were gonna see my socks because i wasn't wearing like long pants all the time so uh let me tell you all purchases come with a cane 11 promise if for any reason you do not love your socks you just send them back for an exchange or return no questions asked and cane 11 socks make the perfect gift for the guy who has everything because he does it definitely doesn't have these once you wear cane 11s you'll never go back to that one size fits all sock again to get your own cane 11 socks in precisely your size head to cane11.com slash clockwise and enter promo code clockwise to get 20 percent off your order that's cane11.com slash clockwise and promo code clockwise for 20 percent off your first order our thanks to cane 11 for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. And now the bonus topic, as I just alluded to, I went on vacation last week, uh, and I wanted to know what was a cool new place that you have recently visited. James, I made this one easy for you. Hit me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was also on vacation last week. Not with you, um, I should point out. to the <laughs> Sadly. <listeners>. Sadly. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. I mean, um, I did go back to Gran Canaria, which is a place I very much like to go on holiday because it is only four and a half hours away from Glasgow and it's sunny and warm and nice, which Glasgow is definitely not right now. Um, So while I went somewhere that I'd been before, I went different places 
on the island and they've just opened up a big new aquarium in the capital and it's pretty much on the same scale as the aquariums in like monterey bay in california and things like that and apparently it has the largest curved window in the entire world uh, which is looking into a big tank um what was particularly interesting was that it was almost entirely devoid of people and we had the entire place to ourselves so uh, there were more sharks there than there were tourists which now that i say it out loud seems kind of suspicious and i wonder if this place was built <laughs> by the sharks <laughs> may very well have been uh well it was cold outside yesterday and i was in my backyard for a period of time so that's a cool new place i've visited <laughs> um I, it's been a long time since i've left my undisclosed location in the midwest so no no no, no cool places for me Rose, what about you? Uh, well, this weekend I was actually at the Hotel Regina in Vienna. This is a, a very old building, a lovely old hotel in pretty much the center. It's right next to the Votivkirche, for anybody familiar with Vienna, which is the vote of church for people who don't speak German, uh, which is also a beautiful building. And uh, I had a lovely lunch there, and it was a very nice place. Uh, my vacation was down in Mexico, so I got to go to a lot of cool new places, including Mexico City, which is some fabulous food and uh then i spent a few days in tulum which is down on the yucatan peninsula and has beautiful beaches and it's just sort of a really cool laid back jungle slash beach area so i highly recommend that if you're looking for a fun vacation spot and it's not that far as james was saying for uh, travel time it's not that far from the the u.s which is great awesome Glad to hear it. I've put some places on my list. This, of course, brings us to the end of this week's episode. All that remains is for us to thank our fabulous guests. James Thompson, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I can now go back on vacation again. <laughs> <laughs> and Rosemary Orchard, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure as always. And Mike, I want to reassure you that I will be here next week. So don't get uh, any we'll ideas. See. We'll I'll, see. I'll be here. I'll be here. And hopefully all of you will join us as well. Until then, let us remind you, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye.